Yo, yo, yo. Episode three, back at it again. It is your boys. We got Cameron on the mic. Austin. And your boy, Blake. We are about to kick it off live for episode three. Three straight weeks. Let's get it going. Same three topics, different three conversations. We're going to get rocking and rolling here in just a few. We got a couple things we're going to talk about, but mainly... WrestleMania weekend just finalized with Raw after Mania. So we're about to see what we think about what happened. If night one was better than night two, which it was. Or if Raw after Mania lived up to the expectations. So we're about to get rocking and rolling. We got to talk about some things first. The NBA is something that is big on our mind. The NFL is in the offseason. They're looking good. And the WWE just had the biggest event of the year. So let's rock and roll. Let's start with the field. Let's let's talk about some football. So, NFL, anything comes to our mind? Besides Wagner to the Rams, that's... That's about all the news we got yeah, right now. The draft's coming up. I mean, I mean we the, might talk on that as it gets closer. Looking trade, like the... Trade rumors with DK. That's... that's float, yeah, float, it's, float, it's looking around. like... For the right price as well. It's looking like big trades might be happening. It's looking like people don't like that they don't have a quarterback around them. It's also looking like the Jaguars with the number one pick are looking to move away from Aiden Hutchinson, who is probably the best player in the draft. So we may talk about that as the time comes as we get closer to draft day. So for now, we started a series last week. We're doing our NFL top fives. We did quarterbacks week one. We did running backs last week. This is the interesting one. This is wide receivers. There are a lot of big names out there in the NFL today. So who are the five top premier receivers? I think everyone should be obvious, but I think we might spice it up a little bit because some people may not think highly of others. So we'll lead off with Blake. Blake, let's hear your top five wide receivers. Who, who, what are we talking? Yeah, I like the last previous list that I did. Uh, this is actually somewhat more realistic. Uh, number number one, I got Devontae Adams, of course. Plus, he had that big blockbuster move to the Raiders. Said this is gonna be a stacked offense for you. And then a stacked uh, offense on the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. And then number two, I got Cooper Cup. Now, granted, he did. He, he was probably the best wide receiver in the league last year, but right now, it's only been like like maybe one or two seasons of him doing this consistently well. Whereas Devontae Adams, you know, he's had a He's been doing this for over like what, like five something years, five or six years. Yeah, I wouldn't say all that. He, he was he's been doing good, but like he's been putting up numbers like he has been. Oh yeah, yeah. recently, but but, but he's but before then, but beforehand, he's been like you know number one, basically in the top three, of course. But I still think Devontae Adams is still number one. But that this season, my though might change though. Cooper Cup could keep that play they had last year as well. It was a pretty wild thing. I don't I don't really know if it was like realistic or not. Was Stafford forcing it or was it he was open. I mean the way he talked to the commentator and talked about the whole you know, how'd you get open on that play and he starts analyzing the whole defense was crazy to me. So maybe maybe it is a big thing. Maybe he is a great player. Or, or Cooper Cup is just a magic man, man. He just gets the ball in his hands and or, That's what he wants. Or they, or they just Stafford just has a really good old line and can just throw the ball to Cooper Cup, who can just get open really easily. So, yeah. so Matthew Evans just, just, just chuck it, screw it, Cup somewhere down there, he'll catch it. <laughs> so Cup somewhere down there, he'll catch it. <laughs> so yeah, and now number three, I got Justin Jefferson. 
Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing somebody I think I should see, yeah, but it yeah, depends yeah. on go how ahead, we're talking. Go ahead, go keep ahead. going, keep going. So, Justin yeah. Jefferson That's at number three. And then number four, got A.J. Brown from the Titans. Oh, my God. He, what? He's a, he's actually a really good receiver. Yeah. He's, he's just got a buddy. I mean, he's good. He's, he's, got, he's, just, he's, got a, he's got a bum QB in Ryan Tannehill, so. And it also doesn't help that you know that Derrick Henry pretty much is pretty much is the offense for that team. You're not wrong, but so. I, I hate to have to run a, a poll for the second straight week to get a new <laughs> cast member. So <laughs> So if this fifth person is not one of the two, three people I'm thinking of, good gracious, we're running another poll. So is we're about it, to find it, out. It's right definitely now. I, can tell, you, I can tell you I can, I can number, tell you that. Who's number five? It's not it's not Tyree Kill. Yeah. All right. Number five. Yeah, number five, I got Debo Samuel from the nine. All right, right. we got another poll. If you want to join the podcast, just let us know. Yes this is last no. week. We need his last week. Last week. Come on, we need more people. Say, does he? Yeah, I'll be. Let's I'll go. be here for sure. I don't know. Hey, oh, no. it's on the people what they say. No, we, we give the people what they goodness. want around here. Well, yeah, but so, I got some facts. So. Lord have mercy. Will you repeat your list to me, please? So, yeah. I got Adams at one, Cook, uh, Cooper Cup at two, Justin Jefferson at three, A.J. Brown at four, and then Debo Samuel at five. Um, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together a little clip here, but the podcast is going to hear it live. Um, he said at the very beginning, and I quote, Unlike the last list, this list is realistic, and then riddle off those five. So I'm gonna clip this, <laughs> put it on TikTok, and hope it and hope it does some numbers. Lord have mercy. If you didn't already know, go ahead follow the TikTok, the Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, a Rocky Podcast on everything, nah. yeah. a Rocky Podcast live, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music. It's live everywhere, all social media platforms. Give us a follow. Give it a follow. Give it a follow. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I don't, know, I don't think I can top. No. Actually, hearing his well, list, it, it, I did forget a few people, and the list may have to change a little bit, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to be honest. Mike Evans is on my list, and I'm changing him, so I'm going to say off, off the bat, I think Mike Evans is an honorable mention for me. I think Mike Evans is a dog. I think Mike Evans is one of the best wide receivers inside the red zone, and even sometimes outside of it, I think he gets covered too hard sometimes, and it kills him. He's, injured, he's basically That's... a typical deep threat wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a, he's a bully, too, so like, I like that. Yeah, I, I, like that. I like that he is a dog. <laughs> I like how excited he was when he got Brady, and I love the Brady and him connection. I like how Godwin gets all of the yardage, and then Mike Evans seals the deal for him. Yeah. So, off the bat, I want to say Mike Evans, I think, is – Decently a top five because he's an absolute dog, but due to the circumstances of some of the players who had insanely breakout seasons, I don't think he should be mentioned. I have him on my list, but I'm going to reorganize my list. Another one is DeAndre Hopkins. He's a top five. He's a top five wide receiver in the NFL, but he only played ten games in the season. I think it really killed him. He had forty-two receptions over ten games. Yeah, they get a running back. It, at yeah, Kyler Murray, pure running back. Receiver. Not you know, no Lamar because Lamar's actually quarterback. But any Cardinals fans out there, I I sincerely apologize to you. Um, Baker, Kyler Murray is, is not available. it. I will say, I will say, went to Detroit last year. Plus five fifty for Detroit to beat Arizona, and I threw I threw like fifty at it. I won some money. 
beautiful time in life. Absolutely lucky. loved it. Lucky. Absolutely <laughs> loved every second of it. The the vibes in the Motor City were insane. Beautiful. But I'll go ahead and run through my list. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans are two that I have on my list, but I'm going to take them away due to the fact that DeAndre Hopkins didn't play and Mike Evans, I think that there are people who have the stats over him because he is a different type of wide receiver. So I'm going to say myself, Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the NFL based on the season he had just off the stats alone. Plus, Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the league. That's hands down a fact. Um, so Cooper Cup, number one. Number two, Devontae Adams. That's That's just something I feel like you have to go with. Number three is where I get a little iffy based on the fact that I think Tyreek Hill should crank out at number three. The issue with that is I want to see what happens next week, or not next week, sorry, next year, when it comes to Tyreek Hill and being with a new quarterback that isn't an absolute menace like Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes literally can throw the ball a far, far, far way, and he's just always there to catch it. So, Like Blake said, cup down there, hell down there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Tyreek <laughs> is someone that I think yeah, a, a dog, and I think it's hard not to have him, but I think, honestly, we're going to watch this season, and we're going to see, is he top five? Is or Is, it, is he even worth picks. it? Yeah, yeah. Picks, I don't know. Is he we'll worth it? So I'm going to go out on a limb here with number four, and I'm going to skip over the Justin Jefferson and the Jamar Chase and the young guys, and I'm going to skip over some of the ones that I think should be up there. Definitely not A.J. Brown. But <laughs> I'm going to throw Keenan Allen out there. I think Keenan Allen is a menace. I think with Herbert, they're going to be a crazy duo. I think Mike Williams takes away some of his he's the shine. Guy. I think he's more the deep threat. He's but he he's kind of Keenan Allen is the the red zone target. Keenan and... Allen's the guy yeah. for Justin Herbert, and I think it should be known that he is the guy. He's the number one wide for sure. And I think I think he doesn't get all the praise that he deserves, and I think sometimes it's taken away from him. But then number five, we're gonna talk about uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. No, um, absolutely not. He's a menace. No. He carried yeah, a line. Game. He one carried a Lions team to three wins on the season. Um, Amon Ra, number five. And then I'll, I'll give an honorable mention out to someone I think deserves it. Not Debo. I think Debo's a running back. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to Calvin Ridley. I mean, hey, why not gamble on your own team? You know, knock it out. <laughs> like, good grief. Why do you not have respect for a guy who gambles on their own team? He said, you know what? We're going to win this game. I ain't playing, but we're going to win. God. R.I.P. to your season, man. R.I.P. to your season. Catches a 40-yard bomb. Yeah, I'm running that back. I got to get my (laughs) yards down. (laughs) You know, I think if you gamble on your own team, that's a true team player. I don't think he deserved the suspension he got. (laughs) The whole throne's going Marcus Mariota, the quarterback. Good God. That doesn't matter. He ain't playing anyways. (laughs) So, my, my list, I'll run back through it. We got Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, at number three, we spiced it up. You know, we went. Who did I go number Hill. three? Oh, Tyreek Hill. Tyree I, Tyree I was Hill. thinking I went Tyree. Keenan Allen at number four. So one Cooper Cup, two Devontae Adams, three Tyreek Hill, four Keenan Allen, and five Armin Ross St. Brown, the absolute GOAT. Um, Detroit runs through you, Armin Ross. Detroit runs through you. <laughs> no, it runs through golf. Get it right. 
Uh, no, 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 please draft a quarterback. I sure hope so. That's where it's going. I see it projected was Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on what the Jaguars do. I've seen the Jaguars going after a few different people, and, you know, gambling odds right now, you put 10 on it, you win 100 if they draft Evan Neal or whatever Neal's first name. I think it's Evan. But the, the, the Neil O the O line. No, oh O line. And I, I truly think they go after that O line and if oh, they do, I mean so you can win they need hundred, anyway. hundred hundred and forty somewhere in there. It was one it was a fourteen hundred and I think it's eleven hundred now. Unreal. So I'll get into my five. And I like Cameron. I got I got Cooper Cup at number one. Man was a dog. He almost broke Calvin Calvin Johnson's singles re- receiving record this year, if you include the seventeen the seventeen games that it took. But let's talk about Calvin Johnson. Uh, go go lines. Yeah, go lines. But you know, if if without it, he still he would have been close. But with it, man, it's disgusting. Can't can't tackle one man. One man is little can catch and just punch through everybody. He's a mini tank. Uh, With nice hair and a nice beard. Nice beard. Nice beard. I got number two. I got Adams. That's that's hands down. There's nothing really you can you can't argue with being Adams not being the top two at least. Uh, with three, I, I'm going Jamar Chase. As much as I hate to say it, I'm going Jamar Chase. But with him being his rookie season, going to the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow being fantastic, and just finding him every single play. The man's just a menace. He's hard. He's hard to tackle. R.I.P. to the Ravens secondary. Good lord, he freaking torched them two games this year. Man was nasty. That's facts. That is facts. Hmm. Uh, my four. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna go with Tyree Kill at four. Uh, it's the same thing. Come count, count with Cup. Man's just fast, quick, and can get through tackles like it's nothing. Them little guys be shifty. Little guys be hmm. shifty. Number five, I'll give it to A.J. Brown. Man had a kind of, you know, breaks out every now and then. He gets his 100-yard games and carries offense without Derrick Henry being there, which, I mean, he normally does. And then honorable mentions, I'll give it to Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and Odell as my honorable mention. So I got Cooper Cup at one, Adams at two, Jamar Chase at three, Tyreek Hill at four, A.J. Brown at five. A.J. Brown's not a top five wide receiver. I mean, numbers say differently. Hmm. Interesting. It's an interesting take, and I I think it's one of those things where you have to think, you know, who's the top, who's the lowest. Like last year, did Cooper Cup deserve what he got? Did he deserve all the awards he got? Did he deserve, you know, being named the best wide receiver? And it, it just leads me to different conversations of like, just like the NBA, we talk about MVPs, so... We can shift gears now going through the top fives, and we can talk about the MVP race in the NBA. I think it's a toss-up between two players right now. I mean, I think it's pretty it's, obvious. It sucks to say it, though. It, yeah, I, I hate that it has come this way. I hate that LeBron has had an absolutely mad season, and he's just not going to get the repetition for it because he's been hurt. He's been in and out of injury. And same with Steph. Steph's had such a crazy season, but he just, you know, you get hurt that one time, and it just kills you. And so it just brings to the thing, I mean, Embiid or Jokic, who's the MVP? 
You know, he said, I hate that the league has come to this where it's like, okay, well, you if you're a big man, you can score, and you can rebound and everything, you're going to be in the VP talks. Same with Giannis. Giannis is the same boat. Big man, does everything, MVP talks. But, no, really, nobody in the guard position or anywhere is even close, which sucks because John Moran's popping off this year. Man's carrying his team to a second seed in the West. Devin Booker's carried his team to the first seed in the West. Mm-hmm. And all these other guards, and they're not doing nothing. They're not giving them the props they deserve, which I think is disrespectful, but... If I had to go with either one, I mean, I think Embiid has been really good this season. Jokic, you know, he's doing with Jokic. It's just kind of like a Westbrook thing. Yeah, with Jokic, Jokic it's like, I, I saw that triple, last year. You get the triple doubles with yeah. like Westbrook. Do you give Westbrook two back-to-back MVPs for that? No. So I, I don't think Jokic deserves it, but I think Embiid for sure does. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you because I feel as if when we talk about the MVP, we're talking about who is carrying their team to a great overall season. And I, myself, solely think it's John ja Morant because look at the Grizzlies last year. The Grizzlies have never been, like, all that. And now all of a sudden, this man, ja Morant's averaging what he's averaging, and they're going insane. Since the old Grizzly days with... Yeah, so like, why are we not recognizing? We're recognizing someone who is averaging nearly the same stat line as they were averaging last year. But because he's hurt, he doesn't get much. Yeah, and so it's just like Joe Kick. Yeah, it's cool. He's averaging really good numbers. Don't get me wrong, but the Nuggets are not that good. Yeah, and I I I just don't get it. The Seventy Sixers the same way. I know they're dealing with the whole Ben Simmons and then trading and James Harden inconsistency, but they're not like all that. Yeah, I don't think so. They they could be beaten. Easily. Yes, and so it's just <laughs> like, why are we not recognizing these teams that are taking their team? Like Devin Booker, for instance. Yeah, so I know his stat. He's averaging 26 and whatever and whatever. Probably five and six. You know? Yeah, you know, but his team's number one for like the third straight year, and he hasn't once been in the MVP conversation. Oh, two straight years, at least because the third year they were. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. The bubble season was. Uh, they, the, they've been, they've been they've insane been grind, they've been grinding over the past few years, like an improvement. So why are we not recognizing Devin Booker leading that team? This is Chris Paul there, I mean. And Chris Paul's a dog. They're going to give Chris Paul the leadership skills, but yeah. Devin Booker. What do you think, really? Blake? I think, um, well, I don't know where this whole weird obsession is with, the, like you say, with this, with all all the big men getting all the awards and everything. Like This thing like it started just recently. I remember pretty much all throughout middle school and high school, MVP race, all you were, all you were hearing about were just the guards and just like a few forwards here and there. No middle big. High school was no, what? We had Derrick Rose. Eight, eight yeah. Derrick uh, Rose, Steph. Like, yeah. In the 10 years ago, like, 2011, we had Derrick Rose winning the MVP. Yeah, yeah like, we had a point guard. Over win. LeBron, that was in Prussian Miami. And yeah. even, um, what was it, 05, 06, 03, 04, 04, 05, whenever that range was, when Steve Nash won it two straight years. Oh, oh, at least he, he, he won it over Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember exactly what years it was, but I remember him winning two in a row. I think it was, think it was 05, 06. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, I know it's the 05, earlier, mid 2000s. Pretty much, you could probably date it back to when the last time, like, the league was really heavy in the bigs for, like, MVP-wise, was back when Shaq was on the Lakers. Shaq, it was Shaq, Robinson, Hakeem. Yeah, that was back when, like... And they dominated the big man scene, but then after that, it just went straight to guards because you don't get no big men after that. After that, of the, after I mean, you're just a talent in high school of yeah. freaking LeBron and Kobe coming yeah. out straight out of high school. Like, the game's going to change. Yeah. You're going to have to learn to guard different things, and I think that's where it kind of 
stranded shifted, from. Shifted from gold. But yeah. I mean, truly, not to like halt this conversation. I mean, I would give the MVP. I don't want to give it to Jokic because I feel Russell Westbrook was denied that whenever he had the sh- two straight triple double seasons, and Jokic's performance hasn't really improved any, and the Nuggets are still. A mid seed, like they're not, yeah, they're not one, they're not two, they're like in the four, five, six, seven range. They're not not close to the playing games, are they? They're not close. I don't think. I'm not. I'm not a percent sure. I'd have to actually like look into it. I know last time I checked, they were like in a decent standing, but not like like a wonderful standing. And so it just leads me to like, what does it mean to be the MVP? And to me, I mean, I guess the Nuggets can have it. I mean, so by the looks of it, the Nuggets are 47 and 32, sitting at the five seed. Um, the six seed is the Jazz, and they're 46 and 32. So, I mean, the Jazz could take it, depending on, you know, the yeah. flops. But even the Timberwolves are 45 and 34. So and the Timberwolves that? were yeah. nobody's last year. Yeah. So, you're going to say Carl Anthony Towns is an MVP? Yeah, and at least the 76ers. At least the 76ers are 48 and 30. But they're sitting at the four seed. So, I mean, they're both in the same standing. Yeah. So, like, why are we looking at these mid-seed teams and not recognizing, like, the Heat? Like, I understand the Heat is a team game, but somebody has to be carrying that team. Yeah. Why are we not recognizing Giannis? Like, I don't care. Giannis is he's, having an insane season. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing why are we not recognizing Devin Booker, John Morant? You know, so it just – even Luka. I don't even – the Luka, I mean, they're sitting at four. They're 49 and 30. Yeah, Luka's dog. And, yes, I mean, yes, they yes. can slip into the three seed over the Warriors. Like, why is Luka not being recognized? That's my rant with the NBA. That's all I care about. I know we're going to do a top five with them, but the NBA is aggravating. Let's go Warriors. Let's let the Warriors win it all. Go Steph. Go Clay. Clay's the best player in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one, bud. Off dribble, yes. 100%. Man doesn't have to take any dribbles to be a freaking shooter. That's true. Holy crap. However, let, let's get into this NBA talk. We are going to do, what is it, shooting guards this week? Yep. Shooting yep. guards. So we're going to run through this quick. We want to spend time on WWE because, you know, it was WrestleMania. So we're just going to run through it real quick, give some reason, and see what's, see what's going on. So I'll just run through my – you want to do current or all-time first? Oh, we do. Let's, let's run current. Yeah, let's just run current real quick. Current. So current, straight up, best best current shooting guard in the NBA right now is Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker should be number one. If not, there's some issues. Devin Booker's a baller. Devin Booker's carrying the Suns. They're the one seed. Devin Booker's Devin Booker. Number two, I got Klay Thompson. I don't care how much of the season he's played. I don't care anything. Klay Thompson's a bucket. If you want a bucket, give the ball to Klay Thompson. Put the ball in Klay's hands. Klay's a bucket, and I won't go any way away from that. I mean, Klay's good, but... Shut up. Why? (laughs) All right, number three. Why? Because he is a bucket. That's a lot of favoritism and bias. If he, was he a, is a bucket. If, if he was a bucket, the Warriors would not be in trouble right now. They're not in trouble. They're the three seed. No. I'm not having anything. <laughs> yeah, they're not no, in trouble. Steph, Steph <laughs> carried that team for a good long bit. So yeah, 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 Jordan Poole also is a bucket. Yo, Jordan Poole's my honorable nasty. mention. He's a bucket. Not, not, he's not there yet, but I think with time he'll, he'll spark up. Number three, I got Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, I mean, the Celtics team is nasty. The Celtics team is my true, in all honesty, dark horse to win the NBA Finals. I don't know if they have it. The only thing is Jalen Brown's playing good. Jason Tatum, even though he's inconsistenter than anybody I've ever seen in the NBA, 
He's still Jason Tatum. He can pop off any minute. Robert Williams did go down. That might have hurt him a little bit with their size. But it's going to lead me into my number four. Marcus Smart cranking out number four. He is number one in the Defensive Player of the Year category right now. He's like minus 300 to win it. He's going to win it. Uh, it's going to be the first guard in a long time to win it. Yes. And I don't even care that him and Jalen Brown are on the same team. I think Marcus Smart is a top five shooting guard in the league based on what he does on the ball, away from the ball, with the ball, etc. He is a bucket, an absolute bucket. Speaking of buckets, my number five. I don't know how we are going to take this. I think I might get some shade for this. Tyler Hero is my number five because Tyler Hero is a walking bucket. This man at the beginning of the season was actually himself carrying the Heat team. I, I love Tyler Hero. I love him as a player. I I think he's a interesting off per, off off season play off season person with what he does on off off the court. That's what I was looking for. An off the court person. I can't even think. I'm looking at all these scribbles. And then I'll give an honorable mention out to Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell's way, way, way too inconsistent to be a top five shooting guard in the league. As well as Bradley Beal, who's my other honorable mention. Those are two players that I think are indeed top five players in the NBA, but with their consistency, I think it just blows them out of the water. Because Bradley Beal should be winning games with the Wizards, but whether he's hurt or whether he's just three for 13 from the floor, it just kills. And he doesn't do anything else. He's not a playmaker. So it's like if he's not hitting, that team can't prosper. So I'll run back through the list real quick. We got Devin Booker. We got Clay Thompson. We got Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and then Tyler Hero. That is my shooting guard current top five. And I think some of those people could lead their teams to victory when it comes playoff time. Another person, Zach Levine. He might crank the list. I had to take him out, though. I think with his injuries and inconsistency and DeMar DeRozan being an absolute dog this year, he just gets taken out of that top five. Carrying that team. But I'll let somebody else take it away. I'm talking way too much. I'll go. I'll go. I got, you know, same as Cam. Booker at one, but now, you know, carrying his team to number one seed. Honestly, I think they they can win it this year. Hopefully. My number two, you you could go either. I mean, honestly, you could go point guard, shooting guard. But I think the shooting guards. I got Harden number two. Man is just a shooter, pure shooter. He can pass the ball, but I think his scoring ability is better than his passing ability. So I'm going shooting guard for him. And the same with my number three, Luca. Luca's more of a scorer than he is passer. That's his go-to first is scoring, but. Either way, you can either put them a point guard, shooting guard, but I see him as a shooting guard. So yeah, and that I left him uh, off my list because yeah. I had him yeah, on my point, had point guard guards last week. I didn't week, want to, so I didn't want to double down. So I want to, I just want to throw that you know he had it last week as point guards, but I think, in my opinion, his personal opinion, they're shooting guards. And then at four, I'm switching it up. I'm putting Brown. Totally forgot about him, but Brown is a dog. Man's carrying that team and scoring because Jason, like Cameron said, Jason Tatum is very inconsistent on what very he does. Inconsistent. Man drops points one game, comes in, drops thirty five next game. It's like, well, what are you doing? You know, why can't you do that at the beginning of it? And then it's like he's a bucket, yeah. but doesn't know he's a yeah. bucket. He's, he, it's like he's got to have his son Deuce there, but hey, Dad, you don't drop <laughs> thirty on anybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tell Mom, take me home right now. Hits him with that goo goo goo. Yeah. Uh, and then at five, I, I have Mitchell. 
he you know he's not having the greatest season at all, but he's still he's still a bucket getter as well. He can shoot the three ball, can go in and drive in, dunk on anybody he really wants, and I just think he's sometimes sometimes well yeah sometimes, but I think he's five. You can't I mean it's hard to not kind of put him somewhere in the top ten, top five, maybe six or seven, but like my just. I think he's five, and then I have honorable mention. I act, I really want to say Tyrese Maxey from the Sixers because man is a freaking score along James Harden, and that that team that two shooting guards right there, phenomenal. But yeah, Blake, what you got? Um, well during y'all's well during Cameron's list, I actually had to uh, uh, take someone off the list because I because. This season, goes they, Shay. they they Down actually goes were Shay. they were at, they, this guy's actually been pretty much awful this season. He's been pretty much inconsistent as well. So, so my list. Um, Remember, number open, one, open tryouts after yep. we hear no, this. Here we go. Another band of open three. tryouts. No, number one, of course, is Devin Booker. I think the, the guy gets disrespected finally. a lot. Oh, goodness, finally. one thing. I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't know how this man is not in the MVP race. I think he should be. I think he, I think he honestly deserves to win it. But he's because he's probably because he's on the Suns, and then also because they see Chris Paul's on there, and they're thinking, oh, well, Chris Paul's the one with leadership skills on the team. No, you not. You got another guy, Devin Booker, that's doing the same exact thing as Chris Paul. But because Chris Paul's on the team, and that. It's, it's the Phoenix Suns, then Devin Booker's not going to get that much recognition. So, so Devin Booker's number one. Uh, number two, I have Luka. I mean, you could you could categorize him as a point guard as well, but I still see him as a shooting guard. And plus, he, he pretty much can do everything on that Mavs team. He um, is everything on that Mavs team. Yeah. <laughs> he is Dallas. <laughs> yeah, he Who's is. Mark Cuban? <laughs> Luka owns the Mavericks. Amen. Yeah, and then number three, I originally had a certain somebody that uh, cried his way out of Brooklyn and then got traded to the 76ers and then now is basically just <laughs> putting in uh, zero shifts in there. I uh, took him out of the list and moved up uh, one of my other picks into the third list, or to that third, not third list, but that third uh, slot, and I put in Jalen Brown right there. Um, that man... I mean, he's he's really consistent enough in the East, especially with how you know Jason Tatum can pretty much go on one night, have a, have a really great night, drop like thirty seven or forty points on on a team, then the next night he'll just probably drop maybe like thirteen points at most. But Jalen Brown will be able to sit there and keep that team consistent along with Smart to help the Celtics, you know, be competitive in the East. And then at number four. Oh, this is probably going to be a tough one. I get it. This man is not. Get ready. Get ready. I get it that this man has re- not had a really good season. But you take him off. You take him off this team, then takes us on a roller coaster every time. He, yeah, you, t- you take you take him off this. You take him <laughs> off this team, then they're pretty much. I I don't. They're not going to have much offense. Their bench options don't really have that. Don't really have, maybe have like one or two scores. That's about it. Love Mickey. No. Love <laughs> No, but it's uh. Malik Monk to Donovan Mitchell. However, though, however, I, I he's he's a good score, but he's pretty much just their score because if you take him off that team, then um, let's say what's what's the center Rudy Gobert? Yeah, Rudy Gobert. He pretty much just gets the boards and especially their main glue on the defense. But half the time, he's not gonna he's not gonna drop thirty seven points consistent like thirty like not thirty seven but like maybe like twenty five points consistently on a team. Um, and plus Jordan Clarkson. 
dog. Yeah, he's he's a good he's guy. A bucket, yeah. He's a bucket, but that's pretty, he's pretty much their only other option on that bench besides maybe make another player on that bench as well. I have like so. in my mind, my mind capacity, a separate like grouping of people. The that dog. Are, that literally, they're called like buckets. <laughs> like that's the only thing I can say. That that list. Yeah, Jordan Poole, Fred Van Vliet, Malik Monk, Malik Monk. Um, he should never list Jordan Clarkston. Oh my God, Clarkston, 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 Amir Coffee, Anthony Edwards. Those are just people that are buckets. Yeah. Nothing else. They're they great. are buckets. They're great as they're basically their second go-to score. Like come like either their second go-to score on the court or they're coming off the bench and uh, Terry Rozier doing that bucket. It's just a grouping of people that I think are just absolute buckets. And, so, then, go ahead, go, yeah. and then number five, I have uh, Tyler Hero from the Heat. Uh, he, I, I think he's, like I said, he gets slept on a lot. And then also the fact that he gets memed a lot, too, because he goes off. He went off in that bubble. And then people are saying that, oh, because he went off in that bubble, he's, that's not going to translate into the actual regular season. But well, he's, I mean, look at uh, the pace. Look at TJ Warren. Oh, he popped off the bubble. What has he done since then? I don't think he's played a game. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't played a game. Oh, but, he hasn't played a game. But so there's, that's why you kind of kind of yeah, 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 you know? for sure, for sure. But Hero has showed that he's able to back back, back that up. He he has. Let's not let's not lie. He's, so, he's been able to back yeah, yeah. that up. Run so. through your list real quick. At number one, I have Devin Booker. Number two, Luka Doncic. Uh, number three, I originally had James Harden, but I switched that out and put in Jalen Brown right there. And then number four, I have Donovan Mitchell. And then five, I have Hero. But then also, for honorable mention, I want to put in uh, Anthony Edwards. And I'll take it. That's about Bucket. it. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Bucket. Bucket. <laughs> Bucket. He's in that list of buckets. So I want to try something new. Um, we're getting pretty high in the amount of time. So let's one by one just say our all-time list, and then we'll put it on TikTok. At a Rocky podcast and things like that, and we'll let you all be the judge and you all converse over it. So, just without any reasoning, so like I could do my all time first. Number one, I got Kobe, number two, I got MJ, number three, I got D Wade, number four, I got Manu Ginobili, and number five, I got Clyde with an honorable mention of Clay Thompson. Oh, so someone else just ramble it off. I got one. I got Kobe. Dog. Two, MJ. Dog. Three, AI. Dog. It. No, no. Four, no. I got some clutch scores coming up. I got Magic Miller. Clutch. 13 seconds. 13 How many points. rings? How many rings? Hey, it don't matter. Rings? Gary, rings. Well, well, Blake had Gary Pettin put point guards because he played defense. True. I don't want to hear that. I'll go with much. I got five. True. I got five. I got Ray Allen. Fuck it. No, Auto mention D Wade and Clyde Drexler. Okay. 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 Yeah, for me. Um, Four guys. Here we go. Yeah, number one, it's definitely. Well, it's it's reverse on their on their list, but number one, I have MJ. Uh, number two, I have Kobe, and then three, I have Dwayne Wade, and then four. This is also reverse as well. I have Ray Allen at four. I can't be mad. I can't be mad at that. That's, that's... And then five, I have Reggie Miller. So, and then honorable mention, I would put he's in. He's safe. This, he's I safe. This worried. Round. Yeah, I was worried. He's safe. And then honorable mention, I would put in, like you said, Clyde Drexler. And then, uh, I forgot who was the other person they 
AI? No, not him. It, it was. I had leaving. There was somebody else that that came on my head, but I I just lost their name for it. So yeah, I it was like, Manu. Oh yeah, that was that was him. Yeah, Manu. Manu was a pimp. Man, so, Manu so one thing I'm gonna say real quick. We we might change gears. Actually, no. Let's let's keep basketball on our mind. But one thing I'm gonna say, you can follow us on all social media platforms. It's at a Rocky Podcast. Um, just like the name, how you found it, everything like that. You can give us a follow, slap some likes. We may even be able to get on there and communicate with you. The following isn't that big just yet, so I see all the comments. We see everything. We reply. We respond even on our personal accounts, etc. So if you want to get in there and tell us that we're idiots, we're stupid, we're wrong. Give us your give us your take. Give us Do your it. take and tell us that means what's you listen. If you're this deep, you're 36 minutes into this podcast. I want to hear what you got to say. Tell us I don't how care you feel. If it's negative or not. So I've had people come up to me and I've had people say things and I say, you know what? You listened. Period. That's all we care about. So if it's yep. negative feedback, it's negative feedback. You know, it's cool. We take all con- we take all feedback. We don't care. You know. So this is something that's been on my mind. This is something we may have to sit and think about. We may converse about. You know, it's just going to be something that happens out of the blue. It's off the top. Right now, basketball's on our mind. We're talking shooting guards. We're eventually going to get in small forward, power forward, center. So now that we're shifting gears, I want to know who is your starting five point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, WWE style, current WWE superstars, make a starting five. Make a starting five with current WWE superstars. We can even throw stipulations on them. You know, like, don't make a LeBron, a LeMickey. <laughs> you know, I don't want Roman Reigns at your point guard. But you can even base the skills off of how they perform in the ring. Like, it doesn't matter. But try to keep it realistic. Like, don't make Rey Mysterio your shooting guard. Or your center. No, like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> like, Big Show point guard or... Yeah, Omos, yeah, yeah. a point guard. So, so we're gonna keep it current WWE. I, I'll even begin. A, we can go a position at a time. It's kind of off the top, just something that just came up. We haven't really taken much thought, but yes, what Austin just said. I'd say a center would be Omos. If not, <laughs> yes, my then, center would be Omos. Please too, tell me, there's like, no, there's no other big man that's doing it. Yeah, I mean the other Veer. Nah, we'll, we'll talk on Veer yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. No, no, like later. There's, yeah. there's no. Eventually, we'll yeah, talk about yeah, okay, Veer. Like, Veer. Veer, we'll talk next about next week or week after. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk about Veer coming soon. Veer. Yeah. It, that's it. Month. That's it. That, that's the tweet. We don't know. Veer. We don't know. No, no. Literally, go look at Veer. Is coming. Soon. That was he's coming. Yeah, I mean, eventually. I mean, he showed up, and you know what? That was an absolute four out of ten debut. <laughs> Less than that for me. So. Any, any, any uh, different position, different thoughts on a position? Who, who, someone? I got, I got some in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I, center, you'd go Omos no matter what. That's just hands down. It's I just want we can create it all together I as mean, one, one unit. I want, I, we can just have one rotation. Our center is Omos. We yeah, all agree. I, I, we're gonna have to agree on that. I can't, even though yeah, I don't, even though I don't think he's that good of a, good of a, like, you know, a horrible. Yeah, 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 but, but he's, he's big. So he's the, I, you gotta go center on yeah. that no matter what. So, uh, point guard. Who do we want our point guard to be? Ooh. We're running an NBA starting five. This Who's is, our point guard? This actually might catch you off guard, but my take, go with Ricochet. I, was, I knew you were going to say yeah, that. I'm thinking, I was thinking Ricochet or Rey Mysterio. I was thinking maybe Finn Balor, too. I'm Finn! Okay, okay, Finn. okay, okay. I, like, I like Finn as that nice little small guy. He can get, <laughs> get agile and do what he wants and 
No, he might be able to play a little big ball. So Finn, Ricochet, or Ray? Those are our three. Who we want? We're building. We got to win I, If y'all want to do Ricochet, I'm, I'm okay with Ricochet. Let's do Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet. I'll do Ricochet. 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 Yeah, I'm good with Ricochet. I don't know how to spell Ricochet. It doesn't really matter. You got it. You got it. So here's something. It's just out, out of the blue here. Huh? I think I know who our shooting guard is. And I think you just got to go with the flow here. Montez Ford. Mm. We're we're seeing this man go off the road. <laughs> Did you see that uh the what is the move called when you jump over and you do like the neck breaker? Logan Paul did it in the match. He did it when someone was on his shoulders during the triple threat tag team. Oh my he was so incredibly the, high in the air. Oh the uh like the Steiner brothers. I have the like the Legion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh my god. Goodness, Goodness. he was insanely high Dude, in the air. Duke is high. Oh, oh my he has god, ups. he has him and him him That's why I think he would Jesus be a fantastic shooting guard or small forward, whichever one you want. Well, I said we can go shooting guard. I say shooting guard. Shooting guard, yeah. yeah. I, can, I thought you were going to say somebody else, and I was expecting it was, to be that. Like, but then he said Montez. Deal, you know like, I I actually, I would, I would agree I was with that. I for somebody's shirt to pop up. <laughs> AJ, but no, I'll take Ford. Yeah. So small forward, who are we talking? Seth Rollins. Gotta Seth Rollins is small forward. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be Seth. You got another forward. idea for small forward? Look at this, Iron. Is that Scott Steiner coming or what? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Big Papa Pump. Nah. <laughs> oh. Small forward. Oh. I gotta give it to Seth. There's another person. <sighs> I don't I don't have... well, Or Randy. Seth or Randy. What about Roman? He'd be my power. I say Roman. But I got a different power forward idea. No, I say Roman be the power forward. What about the Almighty? No, that's a tank on the. He's court. a tank, yeah, but I would probably stick with Roman. Is what about Brock? Forward. No, you know what that tank on the court? Yeah, he probably he probably would be like Kyrie part time. Yeah, yeah, he'd be yeah part time. Yeah. So no, I think small forward would be either Randy or Seth. I feel like Seth's too small to be a small forward. Well, I mean, him and Randy. I mean, Randy. what about Matt Riddle? I, I like it. Riddle's I like it. it. No, absolutely not. I like <laughs> it. He would be in my shooting guard category over my small forward. Uh, I I put Riddle a small. No, forward, dude's too small. If we're gonna say if we're gonna say Seth's too small for small forward, no. Riddle's Riddle's shorter. How about Randy. how about we spice things up? Small forward, we put Drew McIntyre. We go big man line up. Go big man. Go big man. Maybe even happy Cor- happy Corbin. Nah. Oh, nah. happy Corbin. I might put happy Corbin in my center. Actually, matter of fact, I might take that back. I'm actually, sure. our small <laughs> forward. There's only one guy I'm seeing that's really making a lot of sense, and that's someone who I'm gonna say is one of the best wrestlers at the current moment. So Pat McAfee. No, no, no. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Austin Theory. No, 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 oh, no. no. No, he can sell a stunner, but he can't sell my top five in nope. my positions. Absolutely not. Disgusting. Jack Gable? Jack Gable, question mark? Center? Uh, Jack Gable? He'd be a, he'd be a <laughs> Otis? Otis in my series? So, who do we want a small forward? Let's all, let's all give one. I'll say Kevin Owens. I'm saying, I'm saying Randy. I'm Randy? Saying Randy? I'm fine with Randy. I'll probably go with Randy. Randy? All right, so we got Ricochet bringing the ball up the court. We got Montez ready to strap out and bang on somebody. <laughs> we got Randy as our little corner shooter, and he's going to grab the rebounds for us. And then we got Omos holding it down in the paint. Now we need a power forward. And I think there's only a few we could choose from here. We can go Roman, Matt. Drew. I mean, we can go Happy Corbin. Biggie? Maybe, maybe, maybe Biggie. I still think. I still think. Yeah. 
Drew or Roman? Drew or Roman? Yeah. So who we want? Drew or Roman? I go Roman. Roman? We'll go Roman. The big dog. Our tribal chief. So our WWE starting five. We got Ricochet. We got Montez Ford. (laughs) We got Randy Orton. Roman Reigns and Omos. You got something better than I that. I mean, if hey, you're topping it, top it. Go top, for leave, it. Leave, leave. But right now, leave, leave a little, leave a little top five. You yeah, know, yeah. or not even top five, starting five. You know, we got the starting five on the court. We're taking on y'all the with court. these five: Ricochet, Montez Ford, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Omos. Come on, that's, that's hard to beat. I don't know if y'all gonna be able to top that for real, honestly. <laughs> well. Speaking of how we just kind of built that, I want to know. I feel like the people should know. We're three episodes in. We haven't really spoke on it. Maybe some of our views. I want to know who our favorite wrestlers are. Like, you always got to have that that sneaky little side for someone who you just love. Whether people hate him, love him. Like, one thing I'll say is he's not my favorite. But one person I love him to be is The Miz. I love the way he talks. I love the way he acts. Some people may hate that. So I want to know who are your favorite or two favorite. Just like two. We'll keep it to two. Two favorite wrestlers in the WWE. Are we doing all time or just no? Now? Right now, okay, I just want to know right, right now, now okay. who are your favorite people right now in the WWE. Like, or even if you want to say they're my favorite for not what they're doing, yeah. but how they do it. Yeah, how they yeah, do yeah it. that's probably fine forward. as well. Well, obviously, one of those is the guy that I'm wearing this t-shirt it t-shirt right now. I mean, you know the pho- the phenomenal one, <laughs> AJ Styles. Um, I think you know, over. Overall, he's one of those people where you just you can't really hate him. Honestly, whatever he does, he's just he's so good. I mean, and whether in the ring, whether it's cutting a promo or just his character work, you, you can't hate you can't hate the man. You can't. You seriously cannot. Okay, I'm not I'm not mad about it. So two? And then my second two? one. Uh, you don't have to have a second. I was just saying, just oh. in case you can't think. Just I one. can't think. I can't think of a second one. So okay. Well, I, I figured you'd say Shinsuke. Absolutely Shinsuke not. Shinsuke But, you know. That's Ab- absolutely not. He's, he's, he's been <laughs> underwhelming. Okay. okay. So. What about you? Who's your favorite? Uh, right now. Right now. I say, I'll give you two. I got two off the top. I like Seth. Seth is... Oh, yeah. His I mean, character... I, 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 yeah. Never go wrong. Never go his wrong. character right now is comedy to me, but he's still... Great in the ring, great promos. Yeah. Whoa. And then two, I'm going Finn Balor. I I Finn. I like Finn. Finn's Finn's become one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's just he's he's cool. I mean, like we can we can have a good little time sitting and watching the next pay per view together because what I'm gonna say is one of mine right now is Austin Theory, who is gonna dethrone (laughs) Finn of that U.S. title. Austin Theory is someone who. I think people are built to hate so incredibly much that I love him. He's kissing I love right his now. character. I love what they're doing with him. I love the way he sells things. I love his moveset. Yeah, it's like the new school moveset. <laughs> I love everything about Austin Theory. Another one, and I mean, we know this all at the table. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. That man is beautiful at what he does. He has crafted one of the most perfect arts in wrestling to the point where he's more like a – he's not a John Cena. You know, he's not a technical fighter. He's not going to hit you with the moveset and you're going to know it and go crazy when he, you know, stands up with the hand in the air giving you the five-knuckle shuffle, you know. He's the person like a Shawn Michaels that he's going to give you a show. 
He's not going to come here and hit you with move after move after move, and you're going to know, and you're going to get hyped. But he's going to come out here, and he's going to take a shot from the other person, and he's going to make you know that he just took a shot from the other person. sell it so Lord have mercy. I love that about him. So Dolph Ziggler and Austin Theory are two of my favorite people in WWE right now. I love what they're doing with Theory. I love what they just did with Ziggler, and I think Ziggler helped build a better character for Braun Breaker. And I, I love it. I love every second of it. So next, it kind of talking about this made me think, what's a guilty pleasure you have with wrestling? Like, what's something that you just like love or hate or no, not hate, but what's something you love, you like to see, you love seeing? What's something in like even someone that you you secretly like that you're not gonna just out loud say like, oh my god, I'm the biggest fan of. Yeah. Seamus and Ridge Holland. Like, I love what they do. Just someone like, even like that, because I know that's what something I could say is, I'll give you an example. I love Baron Corbin. I love what they do with Baron Corbin. I love the stories of Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin has the sickest moveset. I love the way he talks. I love how the crowd is engaged with him. Baron Corbin is somebody that I think the WWE needs to absolutely keep around and keep going with. Because, like, the whole storyline they just did with Baron Corbin and Madcap and Hmm. then with Drew McIntyre was brilliant. Like, you have him go hit the lottery and everything. And Madcap won the Andre the Giant Memorial. I mean, that's that's awesome. It was random, but hey. It was pretty interesting. It it builds character for Happy Corbin. But, I mean, yeah. My guilty pleasure is I love Happy Corbin. Baron Corbin. Sad Corbin. Naughty Corbin. (laughs) Outback Corbin, <laughs> HIV Corbin, I don't care. I Kobe love Corbin. Corbin. You know Corbin is great. So that that that's just mine. That's just a little take I have. Uh, my, I mine's Randy. I know it's it's oh it's, yeah, it's cliche mean, to say, yeah. but like you hear you hear his theme song, his higher voice in my head. It, it makes you just like you you just you, you just want to make yeah. your voice. You just want to make your voice, and you just want to come out here and just do the. You you want to hit the pose like yeah, Riddle wanna, lives my yeah. dreams because he does. He just loves it, and then like you just know he just Riddle like, is exact. His moveset like it's it's oh what, even even see? if it's the same over the year, but like man oh dude he, he comes <laughs> in the ring he hits clothesline they come back he just the clothesline you know they come and miss the clothesline he hits you with that little power slam little power man. slam and all of a sudden he's over here getting hyped Puts and all, all of a sudden you're getting hit with a. DDT yeah, to, the ropes. to the ropes. And it's like, oh. oh, and then you just hear the banging on the mat. <laughs> you and know. you know, oh, the Viper is striking. You know that. God, even, well, that, that, is, that is another one. That even when, oh, even when the punt was around, that punt was me, but man, it just got you hyped. It's like, clinches it, my toes. This man kicks by the simple and was like, yeah, I got anger problems. I got anger Didn't problems, care. so what are you going to do? Fire me? Go Didn't ahead. Care. You know? But like, just Randy, this, him, it's so cliche, but it's just, he gets you, gets you going. Yeah, it's, it's, like like what I was saying earlier, Riddle is quite literally living, living my everyday yeah. childhood dream. Make stay next time icon, just doing everything he does. And doing his pose and his moves. Yeah. And he, does, and he enjoys them. Randy enjoys it, which is actually that's crazy. You know, think somebody who's a singles competitor, doesn't say tag team, and just this man's like, oh, I, you know, I actually enjoy this moment. Oh, let know. me tell you, top yeah. three moment at WrestleMania was when Riddle hit that filthy oh. RKO <laughs> in the tag team match. Disgusting. Filthy, filthy. Followed up by a Randy, yeah. Randy catch RKO to win. Oh, beautiful, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Blake, who, uh, what's your top? Uh, we just pleasure. ranted about Randy Orton. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Randy just gets. I don't even like Randy Orton, yeah. guys. Come on. I'll probably go with Sami Zayn. 
He's yes. pretty, he's pretty much yes. he's pretty much the the quiss, uh, quintessential uh, entertain, entertainer in the company. Yeah. So he, remember, he, he, know, he gets you entertained. And that's his job, and he does it really well. Sami Zayn is. I loved every second of Sami Zayn versus Sean <laughs> I loved every <laughs> second of it, <laughs> and uh, it's just I, I I agree with you, and it's crazy. You say these things out loud, and you say like, "I love Corbin," or "I love Randy," "I love Sami Zayn." And it's like, I agree. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, it's just weird how the character is portrayed as someone who's just like, ugh, here comes Sami Zayn. Yeah. But it's like, deep inside, it's like, like oh, oh my god, I, I love every second of it. About to see yeah. a nice haluba kick. Like, Sami Zayn uh, <laughs> killed the jackass premiere. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's, that's just it's random. Like, you know, it's like, out of nowhere. Let's, let's put you in a few with Johnny Knoxville. The hell? It is, but and the fact that he said okay to taking going through a table with mousetraps on it. Comedy. Thank you, Sammy, Sammy. Oh, comedy. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean, his music, the way he just walks around and like doesn't care, it's <laughs> wonderful. So thank you. That was something I wanted to know. That was something that gave yeah. great nostalgia. So now I think we just talk WrestleMania. We can go through each match and say, you know. Give it a rating out of ten. Yeah, I say we do. I mean, let's just let's just because if we if we do two nights talking about each match, man, we're gonna be here. Let's just start it off. Let's just start it off like this. What do you think was the most disappointing match? What do you think was the worst match? One of the matches that it was just like, like we can even skip, for instance, McIntyre and Corbin and the the New Day whenever they finally got to wrestle and you know stuff like that. We can just skip over that. But what is a match that you thought that sucked? Uh, my, I think the the Charlotte Flair. That's was exactly what I was saying. It yeah. just was god awful. That's I, what. Yep. Okay. Like, you know, I, wonderful. I'm glad yeah. we're on the same page. Like you know, no disrespect to the women wrestlers, but like it's just hard to sell a match that you're not good at wrestling. Ronda Rousey's yes. not good at wrestling. She's good at fighting. She's good at not good. She's good at actually wrestling. hurting somebody. She's a yes. brawler. Yeah, she's a. In, in, she can in, get in the ring and tussle, but, but she's like, not. She's, she's not, not painting that yeah, yeah. story she's, for me. It's just not selling to me, and I don't think it's Charlotte. And she's kind of losing her edge. I think, in my opinion, I think she's. WWE doesn't think so. Yeah, she's losing yeah. like the storyline. She's just kind of putting a match and just. Beat them, do this, do that. Don't really make a story like, yeah, okay, you know, Ronda Rousey came back. Yeah, and they were Rumble. beefing, but it yeah. was like it wasn't. It it was, I, I didn't draw. Me. It didn't draw me in. I, I, I'd rather sit down and watch the Becky Lynch Bianca. But and Becky Lynch and Bianca was actually. I mean, it wasn't good, it, but it wasn't great. I'm not gonna say it wasn't good, and it went down as one of the better matches yeah. on Mania. Yeah. But I just thought it was so long that it drug and drug. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I liked. The story with it and everything, you know, I liked what they did, but I feel like it just drugged yeah. a little too long, and it just kind of killed my killed my motivation to even watch it. Yeah. It, like what you got? What you think about uh, this Charlotte Flair? I mean, you can I, agree I, with I, us, but yeah. I'm just I, I I think the I think the Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair match, you know, it you know, dragged on a little bit too long. It's overall, it's pretty much better than the Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Oh, match. amen. I mean, it is sloppy too. Well, what would you what you think? If you might just agree with us and say Charlotte and Rhonda, but what did you think like was the most like disappointing thing to you? What is something you were looking forward to that you were disappointed? Like a, like in the match or yeah, just, just match. any match yeah, you any want, match any match from either night. Um. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I kind of was hoping uh, with the main event, you know, the absolutely Ro- the Roman the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I was hoping that match would at least be. I mean, it was a physical fight, but 
it was only for physical for like a few like minutes outside of the ring, and after that, it was just nothing but just finisher spam, finisher spam, yeah, signature. And I feel like that happens a lot. Well, that's just, that's, with that's Brock. And with Brock. Brock. Yeah, because it's and, hard. Yeah. It's hard to do moves with Brock. Man, it's just too big. And plus, yeah. Brock, <laughs> and plus, it's been a known fact that Brock likes working with smaller wrestlers. I mean, look at his matches with AJ and you know Daniel Bryan. Look, look at Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio man, as well. Man, yeah, and like I feel like. <laughs> I do feel like near the end of that match, there was probably like five to ten minutes more. But I do feel like in that um, Kimura, I think they're rushing because of that. I think they're rushing. Yeah, yeah. I think something did because Roman did because you could hear everything in the ring, which I thought was interesting. I've never really had that like feeling before. But you literally hear Roman say, "My shoulder." My shoulder, and he kept saying it, but Paul Heyman kept going, rise up, and, like, over overruling him. Like, basically, it felt like Paul Heyman was saying, no, 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 like, finish the match, finish the match, when Roman was actually in pain. Yeah. So then when they finish it, you see him, like, grab the top rope and kind of yank on it. And Corey Graves even says, like, I think he just put his shoulder back. And, like, I truly do think his shoulder yeah. was out yeah. of place, and the ref kind of, like, picked up on him and was like, all right, we gotta, we got to move this on. But and then Brock, even like you, you can find a clip. There's a Brock like grabbing his neck and asking him, like, "Hey, are you okay?" And then Roman's like, "Yeah, I'm okay." But yeah, it's still you know. It seems that's one of the things that good. that's one of my other guilty pleasures. Yeah. I love when the wrestlers communicate because yeah, then you see like, like how okay, they they're not they're not for real like. Like I'm, I literally want to hurt you. It's yeah, like no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did I hurt you? I'm sorry. It's like you're taking care of their opponent, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Charlotte. So you're telling a story. I'm like, like Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Unlike they, Charlotte they Ronda, do I don't know it. what God's name they're doing in the ring. I think they just kind of just phoned that match into Ronda and Charlotte match. They were just there. They were getting a big page. Just get there. People love when Ronda comes out. People hate when Ronda's in the ring. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we talked about disappointing. So what match impressed you? What was the match that you were like, wow, that was actually really good? All right, now let's get this out of the way. The match that, the match that pretty much was the best okay, match. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, hold on, yes. pause. Let's, let's just say what's the best match. That best match was pretty much, you know, the start. Uh, Seth and Cody. Seth and yeah. Cody. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Seth yeah. and Cody. Beautiful match. Everything, ten out of ten, about, in my opinion. Ten out of ten. Everything about that, from Rollins coming out to the ring and standing there for the three minutes he was, come on, who's my... That, I ain't got time for this. It. That yeah. painted the picture. And then we got to hear the adrenaline in my soul. Adrenaline and, in my soul. And Yeah, you know... It, there's only, there's more than one world. royal family in the entertainment Absolutely. Business. So we get that out of the way. That was the best match. Yeah, Absolutely. So what match surprised you? What was a match that actually you were like, wow, hold on, this match, this match was sick. Or even if you thought it was going to be sick and it was actually really good, what match was that? I, you know, I, I'm gonna say it's. I have my two of them actually. The Austin Theory, Pat McAfee. Absolutely. I thought it, I didn't think. You know, I thought it was gonna be like a little quick. You know, Austin Theory. I thought Austin Theory was gonna win. I, I had Pat McAfee, but I thought everyone was like they're gonna put over Austin Theory a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that match was it's it was phenomenal. The, Pat McAfee is our stupendous, stupendous thank you, thank athlete. <laughs> and the only he, thing he, I didn't like about that match. Is was that the end? The end with Vince. Yes. So not even with Vince. These guys had a fantastic match. Pat McAfee displayed how athletic he was. You know, Austin Theory displayed how good of a wrestler he is. Mm. And you let it end off a roll up. Yeah, I that's that's fine. Uh, I guess. I just don't think they have Pat McAfee doesn't. Have I don't a finisher. think it was needed. No. To roll him up, no, like no, even no, if no. you did want to put over Pat. Like, yeah. I feel like you could have let Pat do something insane to win versus just rolling up. 
theory. Like, that's fine yeah. with me, but I, I don't know. I've just gotten kind of away from the roll-up. Yeah. And then what you said, bringing in Vince that's, and making Vince and Pat, like, what, what made, does that it, do? it basically made Vince as the whole focus. It took, yeah, it, it, it took made, the like, whole... Vince look like took, he won. And then they brought out Stone Cold, which I personally thought was good, but, like... I, I thought that was yeah. too bad. I thought was that a, was, like... That was like the way to save the day yeah, that was because they had lost the pay per view. That was like night one, absolute banger. Night two, I was like, "What am I watching?" Yeah, I, and so I thought it was, you know, it was like, I thought it was kind of like, "Look, we yeah. need help, yeah. Steve, yeah. Steve, Steve, we need help." And then Vince McMahon <laughs> wants to collapse on us. What are you doing, Vince? Right. <laughs> but okay, okay, back to what we were saying. Most surprising. So, ah, uh, well. I think well besides the Austin Theory and Pat McAfee match, I mean I'll probably go with the you know the KO and Stone Cold. Yeah, that was my yeah that was my second. I, it was it was so I, the only thing with that match is that it wasn't a wrestling match. It was just it basically was, a brawl. Yeah. It was kind of yeah yeah, but it was you know Stone Cold's not gonna get down. No, you know no, Stone Cold's not gonna be able to get hit with a suplex and stand up and take something. You know, yeah. so they use the environment. But I'm not. I'm saying like yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. gonna be able to go through a move uh, like a pop set. up like a pop up power yeah, off. Yeah, you know things like that. Like you're not gonna be able to like dog that man. Yeah yeah no. And have him get up and continue. I mean, dude, so, took, dude took a mean stunner. I'll so I did like the way they used the environment. They used yeah. the fan base. They used the crowd. They used they the used, entrance. They used, like, all the different parts of the <laughs> they arena. Used, they used a four-wheeler out of all Yeah, things. yeah. And then Man, Kevin Owens, I don't know if he really couldn't No, I don't think that's what it yeah, was. I don't, I don't know. know. I, that was pretty I, funny, though. Yeah, I, I, he might be able to, but I think they just kind of threw it in, like, oh, no, you can't start that thing. So what I'm going to say is I think the most surprising match truly was – the Raw Tag Team. I think these three teams are perfect. If they feuded the rest of... 2022? 2022, I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Riddle and Randy Orton, the connection they have is fantastic. I like that they do the same moves because then it gets you excited yep. because they were in the ring. Randy was going for the... What is it? The what DDT? It was like, it was like, like the middle rope DDT. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of the name for it. But they, they go for it, so then the one, the next one comes up, and then Riddle does it with them. That's just, it's so exciting to watch. And the Street Profits, fantastic. Yeah. They're athletic, they jump high, they do crazy things that get you on your toes. So like the, <gasps> oh, that, God. That, right there, <laughs> that makes it. But that truly is not what I was most surprised about. I was most surprised about Johnny Knoxville and Sami oh, Zayn yeah. putting yeah. on a show. So, I laughed the bro. whole match. I was into it. I was rooting for it. I said before the match, where's Wee Man? Where's... And there he was. And he slammed Sami Zayn. Did you see the comparison they had for that? They oh, had, my God. It was God. a comparison of Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. <laughs> I was so like, what? That, to me, was the... I even wrote down next to it, hilarious. It was hilarious. It was engaging. It was good. I thought that was the highlight of night two. And that that was my out outlast, maybe even my favorite match on, the call, <laughs> on both fun. nights, just because of it was it was funny, <laughs> it was Pontius. engaging. They had Pontius come in and do the yeah, I mean the, yeah. the whole entire match uh, together. It was just throwing you off <laughs> yeah. left and right, and left they, and right. And they also had Pat actually on commentary. Yeah, yeah, he's having a field day. He's yelling like I've seen that man's jump all all my time. And then Michael Cole's like. How have you seen his jump your whole <laughs> yeah. life? Like what? Another another highlight I think of Mania was Pat McAfee slamming Austin Theory against the announce table, putting on the commentary set oh, and yeah. talking on commentary while he's whooping him. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> but let's let's just go ahead. We can close out here. 
you know, WrestleMania match card. Let's just rate nights, because I don't want to go match by match, because yeah. it might get yeah. weird. So night one, what do you rate it? We'll, I, we'll do like a A through F scale, and you we'll, we'll add pluses. So what would you get, A plus, A minus, B, whatever? I, I say B plus. I said okay. I give it A minus. I was gonna say between B plus and A minus, I think some of the matches Charlotte, did Charlotte did Tyler kill that that Charlotte, Yes, that match for me. Uso killed it. Shinsuke. That match. If was... you the Uso and Shinsuke, I give it to him though. Boobs did destroy his, he, his, his, his knee. Just got. But yeah, I think truly, if you take out that Charlotte and Ronda and throw it the next day and give us like even the Raw tag team titles, I think it becomes an A. But I think we're sitting at about an A minus yeah, for night was, one. Yeah. That they even. I did like night one though. I enjoyed the whole oh, entirety yeah, 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 of the yeah. day. It was good. But I, th- I think be- like the new day, Sheamus versus Holland. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like your you know, great. But it wouldn't even happen on night one either. That's what sucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because they it's pushed it to night be, two. Yeah, it's to so be that that to me was another thing. I know you're saying like yeah, the yeah, match, yeah. but I think the whole like not even disclosing any information on it and just pushing it. And I was like the um. What a, one of the matches, oh, um, Charlotte and Ronda started coming down, and I was like, they're doing New Day versus Sheamus and Rich Holland before the so, Kevin yeah. Owens show? What? And I was really confused, so yeah. it kind of like threw me off. But night one I thought was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. I thought it was one of the better pay-per-views we've had in the past like year, truly. Yeah, it, and then night two, Lord have mercy. It's, I mean, honestly, it's I, I love besides, besides the women's tag team and Omos and Bobby Lashley, I think the rest of the matches were. I think it had so much potential. Yeah, I think it, it killed it. Yeah. I loved Austin Theory and Pat McAfee, but Vince McMahon killed it. Yeah, I love Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. It was hilarious. Yeah. But then I, I had to sit through Bobby Lashley and Omos. Like, <laughs> why did I have so to sit through that? that? Another thing about that was like Bobby Lashley and Omos. The man was literally spearing him from the back and, like, been hitting him. And then you go to the Roman-Brock match. Bro- Roman did the same thing. Man was and, like, then they, and they said out loud, yeah. Bobby Lashley does that. It hurts the kidneys. And I'm like, yeah. why are you, why yeah, are you well, comparing? Yeah, well, I, just, I just, like, I don't like when they do the spear and, and then it's just, let's hit him from the back. Like, that's not going to do nothing. We want to see them freaking... Bang, I want right to see that through. like body like collapse into fold, like, fold like a launch here. Yeah, thing, yeah, like, yeah. Like fold onto so, like, their body. Those two, like, I just didn't. I was like, ah, I wish yeah. it could have been better. The women's tag team match. I mean, it could have been better. Could have been better. Could have had a better been result. Been better. Yeah. But you know, it didn't. Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, hilarious. That match beat the. This it was all good. The, the tag team match was honestly was the best. So match what would what would you rate night two? Uh. I'm gonna say B plus two. I'm giving B plus. Ooh. It, it's, 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 See, I'm gonna say C because uh, I think with the unification match wasn't all it was hyped up to be, and I think it killed the whole show. I think the whole beginning was so slow that I think I give it a C plus. I probably give it a C plus as well. I'll be I'll minus. I'll go B minus. I'll go B minus. Overall, I loved it though. Yeah, Both nights, I loved it. It was WrestleMania, WrestleMania 38. It was just long. It, it was great. It, it was, was very, long. very oh long. Oh my gosh! But it was great. So. You know, unless we have anything else, we can wrap up the whole podcast episode three right now. Oh, what did y'all think about uh, Cody's uh, promo last night on Raw? Oh, yeah, we can talk about Raw. I completely forgot about Raw yeah. after Mania. T- Whoops. Promo? Disgusting. I love Seth Rollins yeah. coming out and then shaking hands. Giving him a handshake. I was like, oh, man, they about to, they about to scrap real quick. But no, man came out and said, I respect yeah, you. Yeah, you know. Uh, what about Elias' little brother? Ezekiel? Yeah, that's Elias' little brother. <laughs> oh, wait, really? 
It's Elias' it's little brother. It's Ezekiel? It's Elias' little brother. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, Kevin Owens had a lot of beer in his eye, but oh, he still could see that he, it was yeah. not Elias' little brother. Enhancement his ears. You can't forget he had a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he couldn't hear sure. Ezekiel. Kevin Owens is fantastic. I love what they did with him. I love the promo he cut against yeah. Ezekiel. Yeah. But <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> One thing I will say about Raw is... Braun Breaker shouldn't have won. <laughs> nah, it was t- I, I just didn't like that they made an NXT match on Raw. That's my only problem with Raw last night. And, you know, I think what we should end on here is we haven't spoke on it. Blake spoke on one. So, let's talk. Edge and AJ, how was that match? It, w- it was all right. It was it's two old guys. Yeah, yeah. Down. It was, you know, AJ AJ's fantastic. Yeah. But he's getting he's getting to that age. Yeah. Edge is mm, a little sloppy. He's a little sloppy. But it was still a decent The match. ending, Edge and Damian Priest. Faction a faction like A faction. So I've seen a lot about another person joining that faction and them spreading. And then a promo last night on Raw is what made me think of it. So Live in Nightmare lost. Yeah. They got an extra tag team match. Against Sasha and Naomi yep, for the yep. titles and lost. So Rhea storms out of the ring. We saw, mm-hmm. and then they Liv finds her in the back, and there's purple lights everywhere. There was also purple lights on stage whenever Edge was yeah, coming yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, his entrance is the new. Is yeah. Rhea about to turn on Liv I, and I join think, Edge's faction? I think. I think she turns. I think she becomes. I think deal. Rhea turns. Yes. Yeah. I think she turns, and she, I think they push her as hard as they can. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Please, Lord, push Rhea yeah, as hard as she, can. she she does. She needs to win a title because she's just too good. She's way too yeah. good to be wasted. Way too. And good. I mean, given her tag team with you know freaking uh, what's her name? Uh, Nikki Ash. Yeah, Nikki Ash. That was just dumb. I mean, they won titles, but yeah, still. Yeah, that's dumb. I, didn't I mean, I thought that. Carmella and Zelina yeah. was dumb, too. Yeah. I'm glad so, like, they that, did that, whatever that, they That whole thing was just basically just then, like, Corey Graves. It was just, it was just yeah. a little weird we given her live. And it was like, huh. I like it, but I like it as a fan myself, personally. Liv Morgan, bad. But, like, I just, it was just, it's too weird. I, that I like, agree. They don't I go agree. good together. So, like, I figured that they, they would give Rhea a push and make her go. And I'm perfectly fine with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of tag teams, women's, divas, Carmella, did you enjoy your uh, make-out scene last night live on Raw when Corey, Corey Graves, Graves and Carmella made out? I think we should end on that because that was sloppy and disgusting. That was absolutely probably the worst segment I mean, in Raw on Raw this year. <laughs> honestly, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't understand why you even have that on the show. Like, what, yeah, what purpose I, is that I shit? Mean, what NXT, NXT that did the same thing. They just had two, yeah, but that, they had two couples make, have a sloppy uh, make-out that's set. On, that's on Peacock streaming. Probably, we probably got maybe like 300,000, 400,000 viewers watching that. You, you put that on national television. Not television, but like cable TV. It doesn't look right, at, honestly, at all. And plus, it just the whole thing just reeks of just boosting both Carmella and Corey Graves is just... He goes. Absolutely. It's, 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 it was no purpose other than just a, hey, guess what? I'm going to get out with my wife on TV, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that just about wraps up everything we got to talk about. Um, unless there is anything you're in dire need to talk about. We, we're going to talk more about Raw next week. We can talk some about this Raw and then next Raw. I think next Raw will honestly be pretty good. Um, they've released some of the matches, so we can go over that when the time comes. And we also got SmackDown this Friday. 
We also have SmackDown, SmackDown After Mania. That'll be exciting. We get to see some of the flavor there, see what's going on. Maybe see Charlotte. Maybe see Roman. Maybe Roman Reigns drops his tongue. He's not dropping his tongue. All right, so this has been episode three of a Rocky Podcast. Don't forget, we are on all social medias at a Rocky Podcast. New episodes every Tuesday, so it is Tuesday when this is dropping. There will be another one next week on Tuesday. We are pushing them out left and right. If you want, I'll uh, even clip it after this if you're watching on YouTube. If you're seeing on TikTok, I have it's in the bios. But we got socials everywhere. So A Rocky Podcast, we all have privates. If you want to see those, you can find them elsewhere. However, this has been real. This has been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. So A Rocky Podcast, Episode 3. This is Cameron, and we are out. This is Austin, and we out of here. This is Blake. We're signing off.